Good morning. Good to see everyone out on this beautiful morning. Good to see Miss Betsy back back there. If you'll stand with me as we open our service with Now I Belong to Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to that's good news this morning to be reminded that we belong to Jesus and he belongs to us and nothing can separate us from his love and and he is faithful and I'm grateful for that uh, we didn't wake up this morning wondering if we uh, still had salvation wondering if we still had uh, the Lord Jesus Christ wondering if we could still walk with God all that's intact and we are sealed until the day of redemption and so uh, how wonderful that is my heart's been touched already just being reminded of whose I am and whose you are if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and so we gather together this beautiful Lord's Day uh, to come and to worship Jesus he alone is worthy and so I welcome you here today and uh, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to gather together and I pray that your heart's been touched already and and I uh, just want to uh, remind you we're looking forward to next Sunday we'll be having baby dedication and uh, that'll be during, during the, uh, the morning service. And then um, also uh, next Sunday evening, uh, we'll be having our super chili cook-off. And I've seen about four or five uh, that signed up back there. And, and uh, maybe, maybe you want to look up a, 
a recipe or maybe you've got a special uh, chili recipe go ahead and uh, and, and sign up for that and uh, if you're not bringing chili uh, please bring something sweet and um, and we're going to have a great time of fellowship uh, next Sunday. We'll start right here at 5 o'clock, and then we'll move down in the fellowship hall, and uh, especially this time of year, a good bowl of chili, and, um, and you'll be able to vote for your favorite one. And there will be prizes, uh, gift cards, uh, to the top finishers. So it's going to be a great time. I do want to remind you about that. And um, also on the 20th, uh, Andy Bowman, uh, he and his wife uh, will be with us, and um, we'll be providing some special music in the morning service on the 20th. And then we'll have a concert on the 20th uh, as well at 6 o'clock in the evening service. So just remind you about that. And, and then also couples, uh, I hope that you'll sign up for our couple steak dinner that's going to be on March the 19th. And uh, there's also a sign-up sheet available at the Welcome Center. I see uh, some folks have signed up for that. And bring a friend. Maybe you've got a friend um, at work or next-door neighbor, and, and you'd like to invite them to come and, and join us. And they're certainly welcome. And... and um, Jeremy Merck, pastor at Nars First Baptist, he's going to be coming and speaking. He and his wife Stephanie will be with us, and it's just going to be a great night, a, a great dinner together, so I uh, want to remind you about that. Hope you'll sign up for that. Um, also, um, as we pray this morning, please remember Mickey Oliver. Um, her, her brother passed away recently, and uh, we want to remember Mickey and her family during this time. Also, uh, continue to pray for Jean Watson, and um, I understand she's, uh, she's doing better, and I'm grateful for that. And I hope to maybe see her this week, and, and uh, we want to continue to pray for her as she's uh, recovering from this stroke. And also Jane Pratt, continue to pray for Jane Pratt and, um, and Patsy Morris as well. And, um, and of course our shut-in. Uh, we, we love our shut-in, and um, we want to remember them as well as we pray this morning. Miss Ruth Traber is our shut-in of the week, and we have her information in the bulletin. If you want to send her a card, give her a call, let her know that you're thinking about her and praying for her. And um, let's remember all these as we pray this morning. And, um, and you may have special requests on your heart. We were sharing in Sunday school this morning about the fact that, uh, that God's timing is always best. We might be here this morning wondering some things, not understanding some things. Uh, maybe, maybe we've been praying about something and, and God says wait. Uh, or maybe God says no and we're having a hard time. We don't understand. Well, I'm grateful that God's way and God's timing is always best. And that's where our faith comes in. Let's trust God. Let's trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct our paths. And so I, I want to remind us about that this morning. Let's pray that we'll trust the Lord today. Whatever it is, whatever situations you're going through, whatever, uh, whatever it is, whatever decisions that need to be made, uh, whatever changes need to be made, uh, I pray by the grace of God that His grace and, and help and strength will, will, uh, will be with us as we look to Him and, and trust in Him this morning. And So I invite you to come and join us this morning around the altar as we go to the Lord in prayer. Bring those burdens and, um, and let's look to the Lord and let's trust in Him. I know we have those that have, have been sick and those that have been quarantined and, and things. We want to remember them as well, uh, those that's maybe not able to be with us today. And uh, let's continue to lift each other up and pray for each other. And most importantly, let's meet with God today. Let's hear from God. Let's receive what God has for us today, that God will be honored and glorified. So join us around the altar this morning as we have the privilege of calling on the Lord in prayer.
Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come today and, and gather together in your house and worship you. I thank you for life, Lord. You've allowed us to wake up and, and live a, a, another day, a beautiful day that you've made, and we're grateful for that. And Lord, I pray that for those that may be overwhelmed with anxieties and, and, and fear, I pray that right now, Lord, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will, will assure them and comfort them. Lord, as we look to you and we give our concerns, our worries, we give it all over to you right now. We trust in you. And we know, Lord, that there's no better hands that's more capable than your hands. May we stop striving and handling things on our own. God, I pray we'll look to you and let you have your way and will as we trust you by faith, whatever situations and circumstance. Lord, I pray that we'll look to you today and let you lead us and let you help us, dear Lord. We pray for those, Lord, that are sick and those that's not here for whatever reason. I pray for your mercy and help and grace. And Lord, I pray for our church family, God, that you'll keep us safe. We pray for a hedge protection about us, Lord. And uh, we pray for our shut-in this morning, God, that you'll be with them and comfort them. And Lord, I just ask that you would be with Jean Watson, continue to help her and Patsy Morris and, and Jane Pratt as well. Lord, we lift these up to you today. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. And I pray today, God, that we'll have an encounter with you. Lord, that you would meet with us today and that we would meet with you and that we would receive what you have for us. God, that we would trust you by faith. Lord, that we'll grow in our walk with you. Help this church, Lord Jesus, to be led by you for your glory. God, that we'll be a lighthouse in this community, that lives would be changed by your power, for your glory, Lord, and for our good. We ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. If you would, let's stand together and fellowship together. And, and uh, if you don't want to shake hands, just wave or, or whatever and respect each other's uh, distance if they want to do that. But let's fellowship together and tell somebody you love them this morning. It's good to see you.
As you make your way back to your seats, our offertory will be hymn number 564, Make Me a Channel of Blessing. Is your life a channel of blessing? Is the love of God flowing through you? Are you telling the lost of the Savior? Are you ready His service to do? Make me a channel of blessing today. Make me a channel. If our lives are not free from known sin, we will barriers be and a hindrance to those we are trying to win. Make me a channel of blessing today. Make me a channel. as our ushers come forward. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this wonderful day we all have in this church. And Father, I ask you to be with Pastor Mark. Let you lay on his heart to bring that message today in the Lord. Lord, be with those that's not here. <clears throat> be with us sick and let's uplift the names of our prayer list to you. Father, we ask you to bless our tithes and offerings. Let be used to glorify your kingdom. In the name we pray. Amen. When your back's against the wall And your mountain seems so tall And you realize Life's not always fair You can run away and hide Let the old man decide Or you can change your circumstances With a prayer When everything falls apart, praise His name. When you have a broken heart, raise your hands and say, Lord, you're all I need. You're everything to me. 
and he'll take the pain away. When it feels you're all alone, praise his name. And when you feel you can't go on, raise your hands and say, Greater is he that is within me. And you can praise the hurt away. If you'll just praise his name I know you can overcome By the blood of the Lamb And by the words of your testimony you'll see the darkness go as your faith begins to grow you're not alone so how can you be lonely when everything falls apart you just gotta praise it when you have a broken heart, regardless of what caused it, you still got to give him the praise. I couldn't make it through this song this morning practicing. God, I don't know why I thought I'd make it through to doing it. If there are obstacles in your life this morning, if you've got things that you're facing that are bigger than you are, I've got a God that's bigger than anything you'll ever come across come against all you got to do is praise it that anxiety you're dealing with this morning praise his name because God is greater than anything that you and I will ever face we just got to give him the praise we don't understand sometimes but we still praise him because regardless of what you're going through today, look at everything else he's brought you through. Why would you doubt him? I just thank him this morning. truth of what Donna sang but also what she shared and sometimes it's hard to sing the new song that God has placed in our hearts and sometimes the best prayers are prayers that we can't have words to share I saw a, a picture of someone's prayer journal and and in there it, it, it had you know, prayer request and all and all that was there was tears, drops of teardrops on their on their page and there was they, they didn't write anything. And sometimes we don't know what to pray. We can't put into words. You know, we're so overwhelmed. And uh, 
the bottom falls out so to speak and it's at those times that it might seem that that God's not near but I want you to know that he's promised to never leave us and he's promised to never forsake us the Bible assures us that the Lord is near the brokenhearted. I know there are those here this morning with broken hearts I know that there are those here this morning that's, that's dealing with, with fear and anxiety but God is near and I'm thankful for the faithfulness of the Lord that we can call on his name and I know that he hears it's like, it's like David you know David he was in trouble and he needed God to come through and so what did David do? He cried out to God. And we can do the same this morning. Cry out to Him. And I'm so thankful for that today. Thank you again, Donna, for sharing your heart with us today. And, um, and I want to ask, if you would, if you'll turn with me to Joshua chapter 3. And uh, interestingly enough, this morning, we are going to be looking, the Word of God that, that God has for us this morning right here and now, is dealing with obstacles. Maybe, maybe some of you have some obstacles this morning that you're dealing with and maybe this is overwhelming you this morning. And I want us to focus on that this morning. The, the third and fourth uh, chapters of Joshua tell us how to cross the uncrossable rivers of life. You have some obstacles this morning, some uncrossable rivers. There you stand at the bank and you don't know how you're going to get to the other side. I was thinking about that on Friday when I, I went running on the, the uh, Swamp Rabbit Trail. And um, there, there's a couple of bridges that you cross over. And, and on Friday, because of all the rain, the Reedy River was really, was, was roaring. I mean, it was, and I thought, you know, I was crossing this bridge and I thought, I'm so thankful for this bridge. I mean, it'd be really tough. I mean, I could try and, and especially as cold as it was, I, I, I don't want to try to get in and wade over. But, but I was thinking about this very thought about, you know, I have an obstacle here, but thank the Lord there's a bridge. And I want you to know this morning that whatever obstacles we face, the, the biggest obstacle is sin, and Jesus is the bridge. We trust in Him, but thank God when we believe and trust in Jesus, it doesn't end at salvation. That's a glorious beginning. So that every step that we take and every obstacle that we face, the Lord is faithful and He is with us. And I'm telling you this morning, God is with us today. And here the, the children of Israel, they were on the banks of the, the River Jordan. And behind them was the wilderness where they had been wandering for how long? Forty years they had been wandering. And on the other side of the river was the land of Canaan that God had promised to give them. And I want you to know that God always keeps His promises. We can always believe and always trust in the Lord. He always keeps His promises. And what God did for the children of Israel at the Jordan River teaches us what He can and will do for us today. If you're saved, you're either living a defeated wilderness Christian life, like the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, or if we're close to the Lord and we walk and talk with God, we can live a victorious Christian life. And the difference between the two is what we understand and put into practice concerning our spiritual truth of crossing the Jordan. Here the children of Israel are at the, the banks of the Jordan. And there's an obstacle that they have to face. And, and I want you to know the same God that helped the children of Israel to cross over by His faithfulness and by His grace 
to assure the promises that he had made them is the same God that is with you and me if we're believers in Christ today. What an encouragement, what a comfort today to know that he is with us and we can trust in him. You know, I'm always amazed at the ROTC at the high school. I'll see them out running laps around the school and they're not just running, they have backpacks on them. And a lot of times they have a lot of obstacles and, and uh, if you look outside of the high school, kind of on the, the backside near the student parking lot, there's, there's all kind of obstacles that's out there. Why are those tires there? And why is those walls there? And why are all that, why is that there? Well, it's obstacles that they have to, uh, they have to work together, you know, to, to climb over or to get through. They run through obstacle courses. Um, and, and, and I think about that. Um, and as they're working through that, it's not easy. But they keep pressing on. And in our Christian lives, we face many obstacles and many uh, difficulties. There's going to be health problems and people problems and work problems and school problems and sin problems and all kinds of problems that, that we face. And perhaps many of us are facing obstacles and problems today. Just as a regular obstacle course is beneficial for our bodies as we, as we work and we, you know, we, we, we climb and we run and, and, and all of that to, to help us physically, the obstacles that Christians face can also be valuable because the reality is that if there's always sunshine all the time and we're always on the mountaintop, then we wouldn't rely on the Lord like we should. And so I just encourage you this morning, if you are at the, the, the banks of, of the uncrossable river and you just don't know how you're going to do it, I just want you to know that, that God is faithful and it's in those dark times and in those difficult times that our faith will be strengthened the most and that we'll learn the most through that and God will help us through it. So I want to encourage you this morning. I believe God has a word for us and I believe this morning that God is speaking to hearts and I believe there's help this morning and it's my prayer that we'll all receive the help that God has for us today. So here in uh, Joshua chapter 3, I want to see a word of warning as we begin here in verses 1 through 4. And so follow along as we begin here in Joshua chapter 3 in verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from uh, Acacia Cove or Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. And they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the, the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And maybe that last phrase right there might resonate with some of us. We're in uncharted waters. Never dealt with this before. We, we find ourselves in a certain season of our life. We've never been there before. But I want to assure you that God is able and God's already there. And let's trust Him this morning. So let's look at this word of warning this morning. But before we do, let's ask God to help us this morning uh, as we look to God and, and, um, and, and receive the help that He has for us. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, the name above every name. Lord, I know that there's, there's tears flowing this morning, and I know that there are those that are going through difficulties and hardships, and there's, there's obstacles that they're facing this morning. But Lord, there's no problem too hard for you. And Lord, we get overwhelmed, but you never do. So Lord, help us today. I pray that we'll draw closer to you and that we'll commit today 
In Jesus' name we ask, and all God's people said, amen. Well, the warning here is actually twofold. Uh, first of all, we need to be ready when God is. That, that's the key. The Ark of the Covenant that we find here in, in uh, the first few verses of Joshua chapter 3 was symbolic of God's covenant with Israel. They, they're reminded of the covenant that God had made with them. And again, God always keeps His promises. Now, we don't always keep ours. And we know the children of Israel, they didn't always uh, keep their promises, but God always did. And, and so the Ark of the Covenant, it was a symbol of the Lord's presence. It reminded them that God was with them. And in a sense, when the Ark moved, God moved. If the Ark moved, it meant that God was moving. And what did Israel need to do? They needed to follow. So it was God that was leading. So they needed to be ready. When God says it's time and the ark is moved, they need to follow. And that's the best thing that we can do is seek God's timing. How are we going to know God's timing? Well, we pray. We read His Word. And we stay in tune. We stay close to the Lord. We confess our sin. You know, just like we sang in that, that, that beautiful hymn, if there's unconfessed sin in our, in our lives, then that's an obstacle. And sometimes the obstacles that we face are there by our own doing. Poor choices, or maybe we don't trust God like we should. We try to do things ourselves. Instead of being spirit-led, we're led by the flesh, or we're led by our, our emotions. And so what we're doing is we're putting obstacles in our path. So we have to deal with that. But let's stay close to God. And, and here the Ark of the Covenant reminded them of the presence of God. I just want you to know He's all you need. Isn't that true this morning? I mean, as believers, no matter what we face, God is enough. And the situation for us today is like it was for the children of Israel. If God is moving, and, it, and when God is leading in our lives, our part is to follow. We don't need to say, oh, God, you're over, you need to come over here. Here's, here's what I think, Lord. Uh, this, this needs to happen, and I need to put this over there, and i got to make this choice, and I need you to do this. And, and No, we need to look to God and let Him lead us instead of us trying to lead God and asking God to come and follow us. We need to follow Him. In dealing with an obstacle, our eyes must be on the Lord. As God opens doors, we need to be ready. We need to be willing and able to move through those doors whenever God opens those doors according to His time. So here's a, a word of warning for us today. First of all, be ready when God is. If God is not leading, then we, we simply need to wait on God. That's hard, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't like to wait. Especially in this day and time. Everything's convenient and, and everything is, is instant. We've got to have it now. Well, that's not so a lot of times in our walk with God. It's His timing. His timing is best. And so let's look to Him. The word of warning is, is be ready when God is. But also, let God go first. Look, look at me in verse 4. Yet there shall be a space between you and it. Talking about the Ark of the Covenant. About 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. This was a large multitude. Jehovah, God, the Lord, was going to lead. By giving a distance between the ark and those following, the ark could be clearly seen by the people. Very often, Christians don't give the Lord room to lead, do we? We rush ahead, and, and, and without keeping our eyes on the Lord, we, we, we begin to, to focus on what we see 
the tangible. We focus on ourselves and we just begin to, to live our lives doing what we think and what we feel. And, and a lot of times we don't give the Lord room to lead. And our prayer life is just simply, Lord, bless this and bless that. Instead of looking to the Lord and focusing on the Lord and, and letting God lead, let's give God room to lead. We rush ahead without keeping our eyes on Him. Remember, the one that we, that we focus on, He is the author and what? Finisher of our faith. Let's look to God is faithful. He's going to be with us all the way. So let's, uh, let's let God lead. Let's let God go first. I think about many times if, um, if I'm walking with, with someone, you know, maybe Valerie and I was out for a walk. Um, you know, the, the thing is, as, as we're walking together, you know, I don't do all the talking. I, I, I let her talk, right? I mean, it needs to be a two-way conversation. And, um, and, and I'll just be honest with you, there have been times that I hadn't been listening. <laughs> You didn't hear a word I said, and she knows. She always knows that. How do you how do, how do you wives do that? How do you know when your husband doesn't listen? Well, maybe because we're just you know it's that obvious and we don't even realize it. But um, but but she but she knows. But but that but that walk we you know we there's there's a two way conversation and many times instead of letting God lead and listen I'm I don't want to underestimate the power of prayer. Every time you pray, it's powerful. We need to pray, but we also need to listen and be in tune with God. Let God lead. So the warning is to let God lead. But also, I, I want to say a word about sanctification. Don't let that word scare you. Yeah, that's a church word. It's a doctrine word, but it's an important word. And, uh, and in verse 5, notice what Joshua says to the people. He says, sanctify yourselves. Of all the things that Joshua could have told the people to do to make themselves ready, it was sanctify yourselves. Why? For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now think about it. If you were leading a military expedition in Joshua's day, what would you tell your troops? You might say, make sure that your sword is sharp. Your shield and your helmet is in good order. You know, you make sure it all fits right and Make sure that you have it and then it's ready. But instead, Joshua tells the people, get yourselves ready spiritually. How many times do we do that? Are we sharp spiritually? Joshua says, sanctify yourselves. Now, sanctify means to set apart and to separate. Usually separation is from that which is unholy. When we set ourselves apart from that which is unholy... We are setting ourselves apart to God. You know, sometimes the obstacles that we face in life are just our own fault, isn't it? We hadn't trusted like we should. Or we've made poor choices. And then we keep making the same poor choices. Not God's fault. We're just reaping the consequence of the choice that we made. I've said this many times. But it really is true and bears repeating. We're free to make whatever choices we want, but we're not free to choose our consequences. And so sometimes that's the obstacle that's there. And I'm sure as, as Joshua told the people to make yourself ready spiritually or to sanctify yourself, he's saying, he's saying make sure that you're spiritually sharp and ready. 
In other words, what things do you need to lay aside? Sin and weights that entangle you. We, we don't need to deal with that because we need to be as close to God and, and we don't need to have things in our life that God didn't honor because we need the blessing of God. And so Joshua says, you know, the armor and all that stuff's great, the swords and the helmets and all of that, but you sanctify yourself. Although God does, does sanctify us at salvation, in other words, when we get saved, when we trust Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have right standing with God. Why? Because we believe in Jesus. It's His righteousness, not ours. And so, yes, we are sanctified at salvation. We're also you know, sanctified during our Christian lives and also at death. And, and God expects us to set ourselves apart for Him. That's what sanctification means. The world says this. The world does this. My flesh and what I'm tempted with is, is tempting me to do what doesn't honor God. But you know what? I'm going to set myself apart. I'm going to set myself apart from sin and self and from the world. And I'm going to set myself apart for God. In other words, I'm looking to Jesus. I'm focusing on the Lord. It's like David. It's like David said. You know, search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way within me. That's what we need. We need to just say, O God, is there anything in my life that doesn't honor you? Joshua says, deal with it. Blend yourself. Set yourself apart. Sanctify yourself. Set apart yourselves from this world for God. Here I am, Lord. I'm here. And I'm setting my I'm intentionally setting myself aside. I'm turning the TV off and I'm turning the devices off and I'm, I'm focused on you right now. God, what is it that's in my life that shouldn't be there? Sanctify yourself. That's what Joshua challenged the people. If we want to hear from God, if we want God to lead us, then we've got to remove obstacles and set ourselves apart from Him. What, what, is, what is it this morning that's in our lives that we need to set aside. We looked uh, Sunday night in, in Colossians chapter 3, I believe it was, where, where Paul challenged and commanded the people to put to death sinful and evil desire. Put it to death. But also to put aside or to put aside those things that don't honor God and put on those things that do. That's, that's sanctification. What, what in my, if, if I want God to lead me, I've got to be in tune with Him. But if I've got obstacles in my life, things that don't honor God, I need to deal with it. And that's what Joshua challenged the people of Israel to do. But notice the promise here. Sanctify yourselves. What's going to happen? Tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. If you want God to do wonders among you, then we've got to honor God. We've got to trust the Lord. We've got to sanctify ourselves and make sure that we're ready spiritually. We're close to God. Let's trust Him. Let's sanctify ourselves. And God will do wonder. Just like He did for the people of Israel. But there's also a word of encouragement. Notice with me. Um, Joshua spoke in verse 6 to the priest saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So the priests were the ones that were taking up the Ark of the Covenant that represented God's covenant, God's presence with God's people. And so they would see that. And, and so they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Joshua spoke to the priest. Well, who was it that spoke to Joshua? God. 
God is leading. And now, as Joshua is telling the priest what to do and reminding the people about the presence of God and the promise of God, the covenant of God, notice uh, verse 7. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This was an, an important uh, thing for Joshua. Moses was a great leader. But now it's Joshua that's leading. And so as, as Joshua is leading, the Lord says, they will know that as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. You know, we might find ourselves here this morning, and we might think of the good old days. We might think, yeah, boy, it'd be good if God would do that again. Well, why wouldn't he do that again? Because what he did then, he's the same God. It might be us that maybe has changed, but God never changes. And so here's a word of encouragement here. Notice that it was after Joshua told the people to sanctify themselves that God then encouraged Joshua. We can't have the, the blessing of God in our lives when there's things that don't honor God in our life. Now that's not popular in 2022. We want to have our way and we want to do what we like and, and, and we, want to, we just want to stay as we are and and not change but the reality is if I want God's power and blessing then I, I've got to I've got to honor him I've got to trust and obey him have you ever noticed how some people receive more encouragement from the Lord than others you know maybe, maybe there are those in our lives and we think wow they just they just always seem to be uh, so encouraged from God why can't I get why can't I be encouraged I personally think that it has something to do with the amount that we're sold out to God the more we obey the more we're encouraged. I think there's a correlation to that. Just like we sing, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Do y'all believe that this morning? Man, we got to trust and obey the Lord. And when we do that, the more we obey, the more we're going to be encouraged. The more we pray, the more answered prayer encourages us. I mean, James reminds us we have not because we ask not. Well, if I'm not asking, how could I ever expect God to answer? And if he doesn't answer, then, then I'm not going to be encouraged. But if I am in prayer and I am asking, then I'm encouraged when he answers. The more I talk to God, the more I obey his word, I'll never regret it. And I think that's the, that's the key here. The more we lift up Jesus, the more we're going to be blessed and encouraged. The more I look to Jesus... And so, here's a word of encouragement here. Let's look to Jesus. Let's get close to the Lord. When's the last time that you prayed? I mean, poured your heart out to God. A little talk with Jesus just makes it good, doesn't it? Makes it right. And if we don't do that, then we rob ourselves of the blessings of God. And so, there's that encouragement. But also, notice in verse 8, a word of direction. Look with me here in verse 8. You shall command the priest who um, bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. But here's the direction. You know, they're, they're being led of God. God's leading them to the edge of the, the banks of Jordan. In verse 8, the Lord gives specific instructions to Joshua. The priest had to take the first step in the water. 
It's a step of faith. When facing obstacles, the Lord will give us specific instructions to follow. And it's up to us whether we're going to take that first step of faith. But here's something else about this obstacle of the Jordan River. This time of year, it was flooded. It had flooded its banks. And so now they stand. God is leading. Priests have the Ark of the Covenant. They're standing at the edge at the banks of the Jordan River. Now they have to take that next step of faith. How is God going to do this? This is an uncrossable river. How are we going to get to the other side? This is all the crowds of, 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 uh, of Israelite. How are we going to make it to the other side? Well, God is the one that's giving the direction. And I say that because I want to encourage you this morning that in James chapter 1 and verse 5, we're reminded that if we lack wisdom, what should we do? Ask ourselves, ask a friend, phone a friend. But what should we do? Ask, ask God. And then we're told that we ask God for, for wisdom, that He will give it, what? Conservatively? You know, like, like when a, you know, moms and dads, when our, when our, our sons or daughters says, hey, I need, I need about $20, I'm going to go to the ball game tonight. So it's like, okay, here's, you think I give that liberally? I, oh, just here's 100 Just go ahead. And, no way. How much it costs to get in? How much is concessions? And, um, you know, if they need $9, they're going to get $9.01, right? <laughs> Not that way with God. We need wisdom. We lack wisdom. We ask of God, and He hears, and He gives it liberally. And you know what else? He won't even rebuke us as I, as I should be. You know, God's not going to say, Mark, you should know better. Okay, well, I'll give you this wisdom, but my goodness, how stupid can you be? No, God's not going to do that. He gives it liberally. And by the way, God has infinite wisdom. Never runs out. Infinite supply. We need direction. Ask God. And I know that that's elementary. But you know, a lot of times we just don't ask God. We don't turn to God. We don't... We don't look to God. We don't receive direction from God because we're not seeking it. And then when we think about maybe we need direction with temptation. You know the good news is we might give in every time. We might think that, we, that there's no way out. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13 reminds us that when we face temptation, God will provide a way to escape. Every time, you only have to take it. And it boils down to my will. Do I desire God or do I desire temptation and sin? Do I de let's desire God. God will direct. So in verse 8, the Lord is giving specific instructions here to Joshua. But also notice a word of promise in verse, uh, verses 9 through, uh, 9 through 17. Let's read this. Let's look at this together. I love this. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. <laughs> you know, that's what we're doing this morning. We gather together, we're opening the word of God, and we're hearing the very words of God. The inerrant, infallible, inspired, all-sufficient, and true word of God. Isn't that a blessing this morning? To be reminded of the word of God. And so, so Joshua is telling the people to gather together. To, to hear the, the word of the Lord. And, and also, um, verse 10, And Joshua said, By this you shall know 
that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, and the Gigrasites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites, all the Ites. I, th- I think Joshua just put them all in. All the, here's all the Ites right here. All the Ites. You got some Ites in your, is an obstacle this morning? Well, God, God's able. And, and so Joshua includes all the Ites, and he says, here they are. God's going to deal with them. God can deal with whatever Ites is in your life this morning. Notice verse, uh, verse 11. Before or behold the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan now therefore take yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel and one man from every tribe and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth you notice how once again Joshua is reminding them we're talking about the Lord of heaven and earth the true and living God the great creator It is he shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan. uh, In verse, verse 16, or verse 15, the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped into the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest that the waters which came down upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam the city it is beside uh, Zeratan so the waters that were down in the sea of Arabah the, the, the salt sea failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord, stood from dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan. Notice that the promise was coming from God. When you look back at verse 9, the promise was not from, it was from God. This was not blind faith. Joshua and God's people were to rest on God's promise. They were just taking what God had already said was theirs. He had promised them the promised land. And so here's now this obstacle. You know, what, what, if, I'm, what if there were doubters and, and skeptics that said, I'm sorry, but this, let's, let's wait until the Jordan is at least not flooded. This doesn't make any sense. This, you're crazy to try to cross this, this river to get to the other side. Maybe we should try to find some boats or, and all this, all this stuff. No, they heard from God. It may not have made sense to man, but they heard from God. And God made the difference. Do, that's what we need this morning, folks. We need to hear from God. He's all we need. Let's hear from God. And as we hear from God, let's, let's let God lead. In verse 10, the removal of the Jordan River obstacle was to be a sign or a promise that God would remove even greater obstacles. Whatever obstacle it is, God dealt with it. Why? Because the people sanctified themselves, made themselves ready spiritually. And, and as Joshua and the, was leading and the priests were leading, they were letting God lead. And as they were letting God lead, God was, was blessing and God was making the difference. The Lord was going ahead. 
Now, there could have been those that stayed on the, on the side and said, I've, I've been here 40 years. I'm pretty comfortable here. You know, they, they, they could have. But no, they, they let the Lord lead. It was time to go. Uh, dry ground was promised. Imagine that. I've seen, I've seen um, you know, like, uh, like Lake Chili Water up at, at RA Camp. There's been times when they drained that lake. It's still muddy. <laughs> There's no way I'd walk out there in that, in that lake, even though it's, you know, uh, it, but here, just the moment, the, the, the water stood on the, on the, on the edge, and, and there, there they were, and God was allowing them to pass, and they were on dry ground. The work of God. No Israelite got stuck in the mud. God hasn't promised us a dry Jordan. And He has given us many promises which to depend. God promises that they're going to cross. And none of them got stuck. You know what I think about how we need to stand on the Word of God. What does God say? We need to know what God says. Stand on His Word. God's Word is true. God's Word can always be trusted. How much of our lives this morning, just think about this. How much of our lives are trusting and obeying God's Word? This right here makes the difference. God's Word is always true. Let's align our lives under the authority of God's Word, and we'll never be sorry. Let's hear from God. Right here it is. We, you know, there are some that are looking for signs today. There are some that are, that are wanting some kind of vision or some kind of dream. Well, that might be from God, but it may not. But you know this is from God right here. And so God gave His Word, and Joshua followed the Word of God. They heard from God, and they let God lead. And they were able to cross over and do what they could have never done on their own. You see, that's what we need this morning. We need God to come through. We need God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. But that's only going to happen when we trust Him, and we look to Him, and we let God lead. You might say, God, I can't do that. I've got my reason. Well, our reason needs to be God. Whatever He leads us to do, let's trust Him this morning. Let God have His way. And then there's going to be victory. Here, the, the people of Israel, it was time to move forward. Don't get stuck in the mud. Don't stay back in the wilderness where you've been. You know, you, you, you've been for 40 years wandering around. No, don't stay. There's a better, there, there's a better day coming. And there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's victory that's coming. Wet feet on dry ground. <laughs> All things are possible with God. Let's trust Him. When God moves us forward, it's time to move. And Israel did that under Joshua's leadership. As, as, as they heard from God, they moved forward. Our, our youth adopted this passage of Scripture. This is one of the passages of Scripture back in the fall that our youth ad adopted. And I love this. And I want to remind you about this as we close. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. God says, what's the difference? God says, I'm going to be with you. We can be strong and courage, just like God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and take courage, for the Lord your God is with you. Don't stray from the left or to the right from His Word. Stay true to His Word. And, and God promises, I will be with you. When you pass through the waters, through the rivers, they'll not overflow, overflow you when you are walking with God. That's why we call our Wednesday night now with our students, Ignite. When you walk through the fire, 
You're not going to be burned, nor shall the flame torch. God is with us. He's really all we need. Let's let Him lead. It's always good when we look to the Lord. We set ourselves aside from ourselves and from our sin and from the world, the way of the world, and set ourselves and say, Lord, here I am. I set myself aside for you and you only. And I look to you and I want you to lead. How many of us here this morning would be willing to come forward and say, I want you to lead me, Lord. I've, I've followed the ways of the world and I've, I've tried to lead long enough. And I'd rather, I'd rather you lead. I need wisdom and I need your help. And Lord, I'm willing to lay aside some things. I'm willing to put to death some evil desires and sin. Sanctify myself so that I can be close to you. I can walk with you and I can look to you and let you lead let's let God have his way this morning who would be willing to come and say I want to let God lead me would you commit to that today Heavenly Father oh Lord I thank you Lord for the, the spirit the sweet spirit of God that we sense in this place this morning Lord it really is true that when we look to you you will do for us what we could have never done on our own the same God who brought the people of God through the Jordan to the promised land dealing with that obstacle they faced is the same God that will help us and lead us through the obstacles that we face oh God may you be our strength help us today we ask in Jesus name amen as Donna leads us this morning I encourage you to come Let's commit to the Lord this morning. Let's stand together. Let's commit to the Lord and let God lead us today. Would you do that? The altar is open. I encourage you to come. you to come. Don't delay. Let the Lord lead.
Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being here today. And what a blessing it is to gather together to worship the Lord and, and receive God's Word. And I believe uh, that the Lord has helped us today. And I pray that's been the case for you. And I pray every one of us that we will commit to let God lead. Let's let the Lord lead and let God have His way. Let's honor God. Let's trust the Lord. And, uh, you know, not out of obligation. I'm not talking about trust and obey because we have to. I'm talking about out of worship. You know, because Jesus is worthy. He's supreme. And we look to Him. We focus on Him, the author of our faith, and we desire to know Him more. We lay some things aside, maybe things we've held on to too long, and maybe things things that the world continues to embrace, but we lay it aside out of worship for Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you, and I want to be in step with you. And let God lead us, and, uh, and th there'll be satisfaction. There'll be the blessing of God on our lives when we do that. So I hope that, that today that you have a wonderful uh, afternoon, and I'm looking forward to being back together and being other privileged to gather together tonight for worship, and I hope that you, you will be here and I invite you to come. And uh, God bless, and I'm going to ask Donna if she would, if you'll close us. And hope you have a great afternoon. Yes. Uh, this Tuesday. I'm, I'm sorry. I, is that, that's next Sunday, right? Okay, we'll. Uh, I, I, they'll be. They're not here today, but we'll do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again.